Let's count. That's five, six, eight, six, eight, nine, eight. Good morning. Welcome to today's program. This is Rick Rodriguez, founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. And this is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. From this point forward, it'll be every Sunday from 8 to 11. And the I know that a three-hour program may be difficult for uh, many people to sit through. You can't do it all at one time. Well, I have the way for you to listen as you would like. If you just go to the uh, 1360khnc.com on the website, go to the podcast section, and then down to the Olive Tree program for today, you can listen 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you can, however you want to. Uh, listen. The I'm going to start out with what uh, Moses said. I'm sorry, the Apostle Paul in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 through the end of the chapter, through verse 29. It's talking about an unshakable, unshaken kingdom. See to it that you do not refuse to listen to him who is speaking to you now. For if those, the sons of Israel, did not escape when they refused to listen to him, who warned them on earth, revealing God's will, how much less will we escape if we turn our backs on him who warns us from heaven. His voice shook the earth 
at Mount Sinai at that time. But now he is given a promise saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Now the expression yet once more indicates the removal and the final transformation of all those things which can be shaken. That is, of things which have been created, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude and offer to God our pleasing service, our acceptable worship, with reverence and fear and awe. For our God is indeed a consuming fire. At the time that Paul wrote this, the heavens had already just been shaken because Messiah had come and had gone to the cross. And on the day of resurrection, a new period of time in mankind's history began. Prior to the night of resurrection, men, no one had ever been born again other than Christ himself. Well, he was just eternal. But on the night of resurrection, Christ breathed into the disciples and told them to receive the Holy Spirit. That began a new period of time in mankind's history. That period would begin the church age, a period of time in which the Holy Spirit, his objective would be to put himself as the Holy Spirit into the spirits of men so that men might be born again with the very God of heaven dwelling inside of them. Something new had begun, and that is a period of time. There will be a period of time that God will pour his spirit into the spirits of mankind, but that time will eventually come to an end. There's a beginning and there's an end. It's a time-sensitive period. There will be a day in the near future where no human being will ever be born again. There will be a cutoff time. We are in that time still where men are able to receive the Holy Spirit, be born again, receive eternal life, and have the King of the Jews, Messiah, dwelling in them. In Romans chapter... Eight. It's a very deep book. Uh, anybody that understands Romans is truly a Christian. We have, a, I have friends, and we we kid about that, but we, in our kidding, we really mean it. If you understand the book of Romans, you understand salvation, you understand the Christian life, and you understand maturity as a believer. Paul begins in chapter eight by stating this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, 
who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's a whole new dynamic to people who are born again. They're, they have the Holy Spirit, and they are able to walk after the leading of the Holy Spirit and be free from bondage of sin. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So there is a way to fulfill the law. You can't do it in the flesh. Don't attempt to do it in the flesh. It can only be done by the Spirit. Those who walk after the flesh, not, the, not I'm sorry, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And then Paul says, goes from verse 5, the conflict of the Spirit with the flesh. They that are in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be fleshly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That means the fallen, unregenerated, uh, brainwashed mind that we receive from the time that we're a child until we come to Christ, we are, our minds are polluted with the things of the flesh, the things of the world, the things of evil, things that are unrighteous. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now Paul begins a great mystery of the Trinity, of the, of the uh, Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just in these few verses, he explains who is in you. But you're not in the flesh if the Spirit of God dwells in you. So the Spirit of God is dwelling in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. It switches now from the Spirit of God to the Spirit of Christ. We have God. We have Christ. We have God as Father. Christ as the Son. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. You have God, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. Now you have the Spirit. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. You now have and God is, and Paul is explaining the Trinity, the Triunity, the Godhead is a mystery. But in experience, it is not a mystery. 
Christ dwells in you, the Spirit of God is in you, and the Spirit is in you. There are three, but one. But they're not three. They're one. But they're not one, but three. It's a mystery. But in your experience, there's no difference. If Christ is in you, the Spirit of God is in you. If the Spirit is in you, the Spirit of Christ is in you. This is why I say that God intended that men would experience Him, not that there would be a knowledge, a, a, a mental understanding, but an experience of the Godhead, the very God of the universe, Emmanuel, God with us. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up, this is verse 11, the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead, the Spirit that raised Him from the dead, if that Spirit dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also give life to your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. This was the great mystery, a great eternal plan that God had. Not that He would create man and no man objectively, but he created man with a vacuum inside his being. And that vacuum is called the human spirit. And the human spirit is a vacuum and it is created, it is shaped just like God. And the only thing that is to enter into that spirit that human spirit is the spirit of God. God created man as an empty vessel so that he might pour himself into that empty vessel. Once you are born again, your human spirit has been regenerated. It has been made alive. The, the eternal spark of eternal life is in you. It has been triggered. You are now eternally born again. You are eternally Christ. You cannot, you cannot turn it off. Once you're born again, eternally you're born again. It's not you're born again today and then you sin and you lose your salvation. No. Not at all. Once you're born again, you're eternally God's. Therefore, brethren, be you, or we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you live through the Spirit, but if ye through the Spirit do put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, 
that we may also be glorified together. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. So, Paul is faithful to talk about there are going to be sufferings. Last week, I talked about Mark chapter 4, chapter 5. Upon entering and becoming members of God's eternal kingdom, upon being born again, we can expect that there will be tribulation, hardship, unpleasant things coming in our future. But we don't go through these things without the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, again, is not without. He is within. He is inside of us. He can never leave us. Whatever we go through, He is with us. It's a, our mind doesn't always grasp that. But He is with us eternally. Then it talks about, interestingly, He says this in verse 19. The earnest expectation of the creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the whole universe is waiting for something. The whole universe is excited, is expecting. It doesn't know what it's expecting. But there is something that the whole universe is waiting for. The angels, even the angels, the holy angels of God are waiting to continue to see the unveiling of God's eternal plan through time. They witnessed Christ coming back from the dead, being raised from the, the coming out of the tomb, being raised and ascending. They witnessed his inauguration in the third heaven, the day after, the, the, the minutes after he resurrected, after he arose, after he was uh, in a procession carried to the third heaven to the Father and presented to the Father as the heir of all things. The angels were witness to that. They were there. They never conceived of such an event. And then, boom, it happened. Then, that night, Christ returns to the disciples, and the angels are still watching. The holy angels of God, and also the angels that had fallen in the rebellion. And Christ breathed, breathes into these disciples and they are born again. The angels had never grasped such a thing. But now the eternal plan of God is being revealed even to the angels. This plan, God through the centuries has been revealing to his children. The whole universe is expecting something. The manifestation of the sons of God. These sons of God that Paul is talking about, these are not just the general family of God, but these are the sons who have, in their lifetime, they have stayed the course, they have continued in their training to be princes, to be kings, They've continued, and they have matured. 
and what the angels of heaven are witnessing today, that many believers in the world today, as they mature, they begin to carry and, and to, uh, how would I phrase it? They express Christ that is in them. And the angels understand Christ. They understand the glory of God. They understand the glory of Christ. And as we mature, the angels, they see that expression of God himself within us. We begin to express all that God is as individuals and as a body, if we're faithful. And the angels are continuing, continually giving glory to God because they are watching Christ grow in his family. And they are watching Christ, again, being displayed through fallen vessels, through, through vessels that were ordained to destruction, that were uh, on, the, on the way to eternal fire, eternal ruin. And all of a sudden now, they rec the angels recognize Christ in these vessels because they express Christ. They have to. Sometimes, occasionally, sometimes uh, daily. And the angels, they know Christ. The whole creation is waiting. The creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has hath subjected the same in hope. Because of the fall, mankind was subjected to vanity, to uh, there would be no use, use there would be no uh, usefulness for man. The potential of man would never be realized. But through Christ, we can realize our full potential as individuals. The creature itself shall also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. They groan, but we ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. We're in the time now where there will be the maturing of the children of God that have been faithful and they will be put on display. God is going to present them to the world. The world is not going to like it. The world is going to have a problem with it. The forces of darkness are going to have a problem. Christ eventually had to begin his ministry and God the Father put him on display as he went about his daily, uh, making his daily appointments. He had appointments that he had to keep and he kept every appointment through his three plus years of ministry. His main appointment was to be tested, to be tried, to be inspected, to be pressed, to be pushed, to be beat, to be spat upon, he had to pass a test, and he did pass it. And he passed it, the angels, 
the fallen angels and the kingdom of darkness were there present. They couldn't push hard enough. There was nothing they could do to push this Lamb of God to, to push him to do anything that would be a blemish, to be a spot. And he went through that process. And the disciples and the people, they watched Christ go through this trial and he came out spotless on the other end. Truly, he was the Lamb of God. Truly, he was the one without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. Well, in the same principle, God is doing that with his children today. He is working with us that we can also, in a time coming, and even now, we are beginning to be put on display to the world. And Christianity through the last 2,000 years, has been on display. But the great, the great time of the, 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 uh, the time where the children of God are going to be put on display before the world, the great time is coming. It hasn't begun, it's beginning, but the hardships are going to push and perfect and allow the great perfume of God's children to begin to go out into the societies of the world. We'll be back. Tune in Saturday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 a.m. for the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show. Get your garden started and growing successfully all summer long every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Does this corrupt monetary system give you a whack to the head or a poke in the eye? Call Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. That's 800-951-0592. Don't be a stooge. Buy gold and silver today. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient. Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Houston, this is Space Lab up here. We hear you got a problem down there. Copy. We got bugs and viruses all over the place. 
Yeah, Houston, we got a virus eradicator up here. It'll kill them their nasty bugs and viruses right away. Just call 720-434-9001 and ask for Jake, the virus buster. He'll purify the air in your homes and businesses. Call Jake at 720-434-9001. Again, 720-434-9001. Hello, my name is Keith, and I'm the host of the program, The Pursuit of God on 1360 KHNC, and I invite you to join me Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock as we go on this great pursuit of God. When he washed on the day of resurrection, he washed your sins away. All your sins have been forgiven. Every day we have the blood of Jesus Christ. And we can plead that blood because we're going to sin every day, every night, minute by minute. Depends on where you are in your mindset. We have the blood of Jesus Christ and it is there to wash and has been there to wash our sins away. And he is teaching us how to fight, to watch, and to pray. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 20. And it came to pass that on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes came upon him with the elders. Every day, every day through his ministry, he had his appointments, and Christ kept those appointments. Those appointments were with people in different settings. And here on this day, he's teaching them in the temple, 
He would even go to the religious places, which were the most dangerous places, because those eventually would be the religious people that would kill him. Every day with you, he is visiting you. He is teaching you something, always. He doesn't waste time. We know how to waste time. We know how to take vacations. We know how to do whatever it is we do. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, He is teaching us something. Whether we are in hell, He will teach us something. Whether we're in the third heaven, He will teach us something. On vacation, at work, at school, uh, wherever it may be, even David, King David said that in the night while he was asleep with his head on his pillow, God would come to teach him. Even when you're sleeping, many times, many, 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 many times, I'll wake up just for a brief second and I'm thinking about something and the Lord is having a conversation with me. And I, I'm awake, but I'm asleep having a conversation with the Lord and he's explaining something to me. So, every day, he is going to teach you something. And like it said in Hebrews chapter 12, Paul said, don't, when he is speaking to you, don't refuse to listen to what he's saying. Because he's speaking, it's important. Everything he says is important. What I say may, may, be, may be to some degree important, but what Christ says that is important. And he spake unto them, saying, or they spake to him, saying, Tell us, by what authority do you do these things? Or who is it that gave you this authority? And he answered and said to them, All right, I will ask you one thing, and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? And here, John had been beheaded. And they all knew about it, the whole society. And they reasoned, and, and the, the religious world, they knew about it. They reasoned within themselves, saying, Well, if we say from heaven, he will say, Then why didn't you believe him? But if you say of men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. And the scribes and these religious folks, they answered that they could not tell whence it was. And Jesus said to them, Neither I, neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. Then he began to speak to the people this parable. There was a certain man, he planted a vineyard, and he led it forth to husbandmen and went into a far country for a long time. So in this parable already now, Christ is, is, is indicating clearly in a parable that he is, uh, there was a man, his father, God the Father, and he let this vineyard out to a husbandman, and then he goes to a far country for a long time. Christ has been gone for 2,000 years. His vineyard has been leased out to 
hopefully uh, not always godly men through the last 2,000 years. They've been taking care of the vineyard. And at the season, he sent a servant to the husbandman that they should give him the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandman beat him and sent him away empty. And again, he sent another servant and they beat him also and treated him shamefully and sent him on his way. Again, he sent a third and they wounded him also and cast him out. These were the prophets that God would send to, to, to time. Then the Lord of the vineyard said, What shall we do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that he will they will reverence him when they see him. So he's telling them about what's going to happen to him. He's talking about his future. This is about him. They cast him out of the vineyard, and they killed him. Then he asks these scribes, What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? And they say, He shall come and destroy these husbandmen, and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. That's what, I'm sorry, that's what he told them was going to happen. And he beheld them and said, what is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone will be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. A principle, God's ways, there are the acts of God and the ways of God. God's ways are righteous and justice, righteousness and justice. Those are his ways. And with his children, his ways are always just and righteous with us. In what he allows into our lives, it's just and righteous. Hardships, uh, stress, uh, pressure, because he is expecting that we grow, expecting that we mature. And with all the lessons, the lessons get deeper as time goes on so that we learn to trust Him. We learn to not give up. We uh, continue to always live by faith, not by what we see, not by what we hear, but we walk by faith, not by sight. These are the ways of God. And there's always going to be hardships whosoever shall fall upon this stone shall be broken but whomsoever it shall fall upon it will grind him to powder one of the principles with we believers is we need to continually put ourselves throw ourselves on that stone And as we fall upon that stone, we are broken. As we fall upon that stone, we, uh, what we are by natural, uh, through nature, naturally, that is removed and replaced with what is eternal. But if we don't allow the Lord to, if we don't fall on Him, if we don't fall on that stone, he is the stone, then eventually he will have to fall on us and it's going to be unpleasant. 
I'm afraid with what I witness in the body of Christ in America, I don't watch a lot of Christian... The Christian world is not really my world. I do watch, I do read, I do want to see what's out there. And I have to say that what is out there is not going to pass the test. It's not going to uh, be effective in the trials that are coming, in the hardships that are coming to the earth. I had written that to start the program out, I was going to present thought that the whole world right now is in a time of transition. We're transitioning from a world that we're familiar with, that has been a world that has been stable through my lifetime, and now we're transitioning out of stability to instability. We're transitioning from a, a nation of laws to a nation of lawlessness. We, we are in a time of transition. The transition 2,000 years ago when the early church began, there was a transition, a great shift in the societies of that time. God had an eternal plan, and that plan to move forward meant there was going to be conflict, and there was. Within a hundred years, there's persecution. There is martyrdom through the churches for a great persecution for a while. Up until about uh, 400, somewhere in there, and the world was able to come in and the churches were, in a sense, wed to the world, to the cosmos. Where we are in time today, the transition that's taking place is, as, as we grow older, there are transitions through life. But now as a society, there is a transition taking place. How do I phrase it? I, I see it. We have transitioned out of a world that was somewhat moral, where to some degree conscience was followed, uh, where law meant something. We've moved into a world now of violence, of it's just we're as a society we are no longer uh, we are postmodern that'd be a good way to put it we're transitioning we've transitioned we're transitioning into a time of evil of hardship I say that because this is what the Bible says the Bible says that there would come a time when the world would eventually turn and be steered toward the, the scenario that was in the time prior to the flood, during the time of Noah. There would be violence on the, in the world. Uh, evil would begin to 
just flood the world, just evil. And the Lord did say that there would be a time of hardships like had never been before in the world since the beginning of time. And the Lord said that if he didn't return, no flesh would be saved. We have now, we are on that course to that hardship. We can't not change it. We can't. We have to accept it. And then with accepting it, then we have to individually make changes in our thinking. We're going to make changes in the natural world. I feel that like in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking and they were, I mean, they were buffeting. In other words, whatever they wanted to feed the flesh, not just physical food, but whatever was available to feed the flesh, it was, it wasn't denied them. Any type of sin, any type of evil, they didn't restrict themselves. They were given to the things of the flesh. They were given to the things of evil. That is where we are in the world today. Another thing, they were marrying and given in marriage. They were marrying and divorce, marry and divorce. And all these indicate what Christ was saying. These were indicators they were not aware of the time. They were not aware of what was coming. They could not see. They had never seen a flood. They didn't know what a flood was. They had never been, seen an ark. They didn't know what that was. But by that, because Noah was faithful as a preacher of righteousness, he was warning them. And Christ today is warning his children, his people in this country and internationally. The world is, be, is seeing more than the Christian people are seeing. And Christ is warning his children, as it was in the days of Noah, it will be exactly the same in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. But the world is going to continue eating and drinking, marrying, divorcing, remarrying. It's just going to be like no, there's no consciousness of what is coming. Well, this is where, this is why at the end of the world, the Lord would have people that would be prophets in that term. And like Amos 3.7 says, that surely the Lord God will do nothing until he reveals his counsel, his intimate plans, that he will reveal to his, his prophets the judgments that are going to come upon the world. We'll be right back. One of the most important things for veterans is to be heard, and VA is listening. Appeals modernization is changing the way VA decision disagreements are processed, for the better. Veterans, if you disagree with an initial VA claim decision received after February 2019, you have a choice of three review lanes. Contact an accredited representative to help you decide which choice is right for you. For more information, visit va.gov slash decision hyphen reviews. I can take control with VA's new, faster review process. Hello, Northern Colorado. 
My name is Travis, and I want to introduce you to Meet America. Meet America is a company that provides local families with the best locally raised dry-aged beef available. We can be reached at 970-759-9217, or you can email us at meetamericainc at gmail.com. Think local, eat local, stay local. meetamericainc at gmail.com. This is an ad for DeafProtection.com. The creation of the cell phone has been an incredible technological advancement with many conveniences, but at the same time has become the largest tracking device the world has ever seen and destroys any privacies you think you may have. At any one time, multiple government agencies can be listening to your cell phone calls and or intercepting your texts and emails. Because of this invasion of privacy, Defense Enabling Assistance Framework created DEF Protection that keeps your personal and digital cell phone information protected. To learn more, visit them at DEFProtection.com. That's DEFProtection.com. Make sure your calls, texts, and emails are protected at all times during transmission. Do you ever wake up and feel like there should be someone to run your errands? We want to get things done, but just don't have enough time. Many of us hire concierge services like dog walkers or food and grocery delivery. Why should your insurance needs be any different? At Badger Insurance Advisors, we act as your concierge for all things insurance, pairing quotes and prices and recommending the best insurance for your needs. Call or text us today at 303-359-1799 or check us out at badgerinsuranceadvisors.com. Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the MyKind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. We're in a time of transition, and uh, we don't have a choice. We have to. We have to transition out of where we are into a new direction. So the parable, God sends, puts the vineyard in the hands of husbandmen. And, the hus- and, every, and so every so often, the, hus- the uh, owner of the vineyard would send his people to the husbandmen to get a re- the... Uh, the uh, how do you phrase it uh, <clears throat> to get the the uh, reward the investment part of his investment back but they beat these men they beat the prophets they shamefully treat them and then they start to kill them he sends his son and they eventually kill the son and then Christ talks asks them what's he going to do He's going to come and destroy these husbandmen, and he's going to give the vineyard to others. And they heard that. They said, God forbid. Why? Because they don't want that vineyard. That vineyard is profitable to them. These people that are under them have been profitable to them for hundreds of years. They don't want someone else to take their profit. 
to, to take what's in their hand? Well, then he says, there's a stone which the builders reject. I'm that stone. And whoever falls in that stone will be broken. Whoever the stone falls on will be ground to powder. They state, they, the same hour, they sought to lay hands on him and they feared the people for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. He had come, he had an appointment to warn these people that he was about to do something in Israel and that he's going to replace these people. What is happening today, presently, in type, is exactly what is happening in the churches of God throughout this country and the world. The unfaithful husbandmen are going to be replaced. I'm telling you, the unfaithful husbandmen are going to re be replaced. And they're not going to like it. They're, it's going to offend them. And they're going to fight what God is going to do. They're going to resist it. There's going to be a revolt. But it doesn't matter. Christ said it would happen. That parable is talking about what happened then 2,000 years ago is happening again today in the body of Christ. Simply put is this, that, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to hold that till the, after the, till the beginning of the next hour. So you want to stay with me. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section to the Olive Tree program. Also, my P.O. Box, is it's uh, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. For those that were, thank you for those who assist me and help me, thank you. I'm going to, I'm considering a lot of things that I've been considering. I've been waiting on the Lord to give me exactly directions as to which way I'm to proceed. One way was to add an hour to this program, which I did. We'll continue. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com, click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbett. Idaho Springs fires an officer who recently used a stun gun on an elderly man. Nicholas Henning had been on leave but is now unemployed. He's facing assault charges for a late May incident. Prosecutors say Henning and another cop were answering a call about an alleged assault. They found 75-year-old Michael Clark, whose attorney says the pair entered his apartment and tased, kicked, punched, and choked the senior citizen. He was hospitalized, suffering heart complications and a stroke. A Clear Creek County judge has ordered the department to turn over its body cam footage of the incident by the 29th of this month. I'm Jim Williams. One of Denver's biggest employers and its former CEO indicted on federal charges. 
DeVita, a well-known kidney dialysis company, and its ex-CEO are charged with labor market collusion, accused of conspiring with competitors to not hire certain employees away from each other. They apparently had an agreement with an out-of-state competitor from 2012 to 2017 that said they would not hire each other's senior-level employees. They're also accused of making a similar agreement with a second firm. It was a Denver federal grand jury that returned the two-count indictment. The U.S. Forest Service considers imposing an overnight camping fee in the Maroon Bell Snowmass area near Aspen. Rangers say they're seeing overnight visitors leaving more trash behind, which can ruin some of the local vegetation. They're suggesting a $12 per night fee per person. Hiking Quandary Peak near Breckenridge will soon require a parking reservation or a ride on a shuttle. Summit County is moving forward with several plans to help with overcrowding at the base of the 14,000-foot peak. County leaders are also planning to add 15 to 20 new parking spots at the trailhead, along with new signs reminding people where they can't park. County commissioners want some of those plans in place, including the shuttle system from Breckenridge, by the end of the month. I'm Ted Werbin. Imagine waking up to enjoy breakfast in the stunning Grand Lodge before heading out to Arapaho Springs Water Park, where you and the family can splash in pools, zip down water slides, float through the lazy river, and escape to a private cabana. Then unwind with a poolside drink before heading inside to relax, wake up, and do it all over again. Enjoy your summer of more at Gaylord Rockies Resort. Visit GaylordRockies.com to book today. You protect yourself, your family, and the environment when you safely dispose of your unused or expired medications. The Colorado Household Medication Take-Back Program is available to residents and visitors for the safe disposal of medications. For the list of pharmacies or police departments providing a drop box for safe disposal of your medications, visit TakeMedSeriously.org. This message is sponsored by the Colorado Department Public Health and Environment's Medication Take-Back Program. TakeMedSeriously.org. Hello, I'm Jessica Autry with the TC Group, 970-396-2404, your Colorado native realtor with 10 years real estate and property management experience. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, rent, or list your rental, I can help. Just call me at 970-396-2404 or email me at jessellenrealestate at gmail.com. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. Worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-668-0042. 800-668-0042. 800-668-0042. That's 800-668-0042. 
Hi, it's Matt from Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions. Give me a call at 970-578-9821. No matter your skill level, I can create a course using a state-of-the-art firearms training simulator that's currently in use by law enforcement and military personnel. You don't have to use any of your ammo, and I bring the training to you. I have over 900 interactive training simulations, as well as shooting competitions and skill builders. So whether you're looking to protect yourself and family, if your church security team is looking to train, or you and your friends want to get together for some competitive fun, give Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions a call at 970-578-9821. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. Sits a ragged tent. We're going to continue with hour two of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. A podcast will be on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section and then down to the Olive Tree program for today. Because it's three hours, this makes it convenient if you can't be here the full three hours. I know that because it's Sunday morning, many of you are going to assembly but you can come back later and you can uh, tune in. You can, again, go to 1360khnc.com and then go to the podcasts. I was talking in the first hour. I was using the parable in Luke 20 where there was a husbandman who lets out his vineyard and he expects return as he comes back at the end of the seasons, to, uh, you know, he's, he's in this for profit. God is in this for profit. God expects that there will be profit in what he, uh, the responsibilities that he lets out to people. He expects profit re- in return. Well, he sends his uh, servants, and they beat some of the servants, and they send them away. He sends more servants they despitefully, shamefully treat them. They send them away without any of the prophets. And then they wound others. Eventually he sends his son, and they kill the son. And then uh, Christ said, well, what will they do to those, what will they do to those husbandmen? Well, he's going to destroy them, and he's going to give the vineyard to others. Well, when the scribes and Pharisees heard that, they were offended. And then the Lord tells them that whoever will fall upon this stone will be broken, but upon whoever this stone shall fall, it will grind him to powder. They have been ground 2,000 years ago to powder. They basically don't exist. God's word came to pass, and the Lord did let the vineyard out to others. In this 2000, last 2,000 years, 
there has been a new plan of God. And there have been those throughout the last two centuries that have been the responsible people. The same principle is going to happen to these men for the last 2,000 years. And many of them are now in the grave. Many of them were not called by God. They're in eternal fire. But here at the end of the age, what about the husbandmen in the time in which we live? What about the men throughout this nation in the evangelical churches, in the Catholic churches, the Lutheran churches, Episcopalian, the Greek churches. What about these, these men, these husbandmen? Has there been profit for Messiah? Or have they been uh, beating the true servants of God and treating them shamelessly? God expects that his husbandmen will bring profit to the owner of the vineyard. And I'm afraid that the prophet, there's not going to be the prophet that he expects. When Christ returns, is there going to be what he expected? Well, according to what the scripture says, no, not really. In the end of the world, now we'll talk about prophets. In the end of the world, there will be prophets. They will be prophets that are called by God, ordained by God, sent by God, trained by God, given direction by God, placed by God in the places and the positions where God desires. Maybe a congregation. It depends. I'll use Africa as an example. There are prophets that have been sent to, I'll use a, a brother by the name of Benson Idahosa. Some may be in the Pentecostal world will be very, fam very familiar with him. Benson Idahosa, Nigeria. God called him as a, uh, called him to be a pastor and to start churches, which he did. This is back in the 90s, I believe it was. He's passed away. He's gone to be with the Lord. And Benson Idahosa was in Nigeria, if I remember correctly. Well, in the call that, and the position where God called him, eventually, as, he's, as the Lord is moving with him season by season, and this is the way it is with God's people that he eventually puts in these responsible positions, there's a training process, season by season by season. Well, eventually... Benson comes to the season where he has to buy a piece of property to build a church. He has to have a building, a place to operate from. Uh, we, uh, in the thinking of a church, we think of a building as a church. No, it's just a, an assembly. It is just a facility. So the Lord told him to buy this land to build a facility for the work that he was going to do in the future. Benson buys a piece of property that is the property where voodoo 
initially came into the world. And everybody knew it. This property was where voodoo witch doctors began their voodoo and witchcraft. Well, some of Benson's family, not, not a physical family, but the group that he was with, they were a little concerned because they understand in Africa, they understand witchcraft. He buys a property. And on that property are these tall trees, 100-foot trees. Well, he gets the construction company to come in to get bulldozers, and they bulldoze and they knock these trees down. Up, 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 up. And they shove them to the back of the property. And they go home for the night. They come back the next morning, and the trees are standing in their original positions. Now, I know you're going to think this is a little woo-woo out there, but you know, as Christians, we of all people should understand that world. Last week I talked in Mark chapter 4 and 5 how God went to the other side of the sea to see Legion. He went to the other side of the sea, to that other side. And Christians, God will take you to the other side. Because if you understand just the side of the pleasant things of the kingdom of heaven, and you don't have any experience of the negative side of the kingdom of darkness, you're not going to be complete. You're not going to be balanced. God wants his children to be balanced. There is a natural, there is a, a kingdom of heaven side, and there is a kingdom of the darkness side. Christ made that evident when he went out to have his to be tempted by the devil the devil and satan so god christ took you to that other side to the created being that christ created and now the created creature is tempting christ i hope that's not too far out there for you now going back to the story and a friend of mine who used to travel and knew Benson and Benson would have him go to uh, Africa and then Benson would come to Denver and visit this brother. The trees are standing again. Everybody's a little freaked out. Benson says, no, get the caterpillars, get the heavy equipment, knock them down shove him to the back. They did that. They were a little frightened. They came back the next day. They were standing again. And now this time, the construction workers, they don't want to get on the property. But Benson orders them, knock them down again. They never, they stayed in the back pile after that. So, God calls his people. God chooses who's going to be a prophet. God chooses where these prophets are going to be located. Benson was in Nigeria. I think it was Benin, Benin, Benin City. I have to go back and look. I have a photo of him. And uh, I'd never seen him before that. I didn't know about this person until this friend of mine told me about him. His name was John. John told me about him. Told him he experiences with Benson. And 
This is the way God does it with his prophets. Now, in America, there are men and women who are the supposed end-of-the-world prophets. But here's the thing with prophets. If a prophet is a prophet and is declaring himself to be a prophet and doesn't understand eschatology, if they don't understand the great plan and eternal plan of God, if they are unaware of the time, then beware. Prophets, they like to go out and prophesy, tell people this, tell people that, which is in the Bible. We're to do that. In Corinthians, we're to prophesy. But the prophets at the end of the world that God will use, that God will place in these positions, will have a clear understanding of the time that we're in and the world, the cosmos, the power structures of the societies of the world. These prophets will have to have the vision as to where we have been, where we are, where we're headed. Without that kind of vision, these prophets will not be effective. God has made it clear with Amos 3.7, Surely the Lord God, surely Yahweh Sabaoth will do nothing until he reveals his counsel, his purpose, his plans to his servants, the prophets. And the prophets, what he'll reveal to them are the coming judgments. People don't like to hear that. But God is not going to bring judgment or punishment or hardship until he reveals something to his prophets. In the book of Acts, there was a drought. There was a hard time coming to the nation of Israel. God spoke to certain people that there was going to be hard times coming. He revealed that, yes, there was going to be a drought in Jerusalem. It's always been that way. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, they warned Israel, before they were removed from their land, you're going to be removed from your land because you have not been faithful to your God. You have gone after other idols, other gods that are not gods. They don't see, they don't hear, they don't speak. Your God hears, or he, he hears everything you're doing. He speaks, but you don't hear what he's speaking. He sees all that you're doing, and you don't think he sees. They go to captivity. Then after captivity, while they're in the other nations, then God sends the prophets to tell the children of Israel to encourage them, God is going to restore you back to your land. There are prophets today. There's a whole assembly of them. There's a whole movement of apostles, 
and prophets. But they don't see the time. They don't know the times. They have a plan, an objective, a direction, but that plan is not in line with the Bible and the scriptures of the Bible. If you err in your doctrine, you're going to be way off. If you err in your theology, you will not know who God as a father is. God, yes, he's an awesome God. But the children of God forget that he's ominous. So ominous that the children of Israel, when they would look at Mount Sinai and they'd see the thunder and they'd see the clouds and they'd hear the shaking, the fear of God, they didn't want to even go near that mountain. They told Moses, you go. You go. Let God speak to you. You tell us what he has to say. Still, they wouldn't listen. Our God is ominous. He's righteous. He's holy. He needs to be listened to. He needs to be feared. He's only out. He, he will only do what is best for us. His, the, our interests are more concerned. He's more concerned about our interests than we are. He's concerned about just examples. Young men, he's concerned about the wife that you may marry. She may not be the godly woman you think she is. Young women that are planning to get married, the young man that you think is a godly man, is, a, is the one for you, is not. Don't go into marriage without prayer and prayer and prayer. If there's not adequate prayer, don't exchange rings. You make sure that from the foundation of the world that the person that you're going to marry, husband or young woman or young man, is the one that God ordained for you. In my relationship with my wife, God revealed to her before, we went, before I even knew, he had already revealed to her that I would be her husband. And with me, I, I didn't know. I didn't, well, I, I knew that I'd get married, but I didn't know who. But then one day, through, the, through an experience, which would be nothing less than a, a major baptism of the Holy Spirit, I asked my wife to marry me. But I didn't know. But... It was ordained. Everything you do today, because we're heading into a world that is like quicksand. We're heading into a world that is going to be unstable. What you used to be able to trust in, what was solid, is not going to be, you're not going to be able to trust in these things any longer. You're not going to be able to trust in the banking system. You're not going to be able to trust in in any of these systems of the world. You're going to have to be led into the future exactly step by step where the Lord will take you. With you young people, I'm going to say things other people aren't going to tell you. 
you young people that are planning to have children because your your mother-in-law or your mother or your parents or your aunts or your uncles, they want you to have children. You better really think about it because this prophet says we're moving into the, we are in the period of time just before the 70th week of Daniel, just before the seven years of tribulation. That's what this prophet says. I say that because I look at the scripture. I say that because that's what the scripture says. The signs in the scripture are indicating to me that we're in those the period of time called birth pains. And I tell you, young people that are just newly married, don't be so quick to have children right now because if I'm right, then children are, are, are going to bring hardship to a relationship. They're going to bring hardship financially in every other way. Well, I know the, the thought is, well, does that mean just everybody should stop having children? No, I'm saying that as Christians, there are Christians in South America that had made a decision not to bring children into this world because those children would die of disease or hunger or starvation before they were two years of age. They made a decision not to bring children into the world. Why are we any different? Because we're Americans? Because the church in America, we don't live in the hardships that they do in other parts of the world? Christians in South America intentionally decided not to have children because they knew it would be miserable and they would just be grief. We got to think about these things. We don't think about these things as a culture. We don't. We're a unique culture. We're a fallen culture. We're sophisticated. We're a great culture. But the thinking of the culture cannot be the thinking in the body of Christ. There's got to be a different thinking for men and women that are considering going into the military. This prophet says America is Babylon the Great of the end of the world. This prophet says that the coming Antichrist will be the coming ruler of this nation. You've got to think about that. These other people won't tell you that. They're not aware of it. They're not concerned about it. The other prophets of the land feel that they're going to take over the cities of the world for Christ, called dominionism, and give the world to Christ as a gift when he returns. The Bible says just the opposite. It says that Christ is going to come with his army of believers on horses to Armageddon to destroy the wicked from off the earth and then he is going to take back his kingdom that was usurped from him. If you don't have the right doctrine, you're going to go astray. The blind that lead the blind are both going to end up in the fecal canal. It's going to be unpleasant. It's going to be deadly. It's going to be full of disease. It is going to be the worst thing that could ever happen to go and be in a position in life where you realize that you have made mistake after mistake after mistake and now it's costing you and it is weighing on your heart heavily. Well, 
Don't worry. God still, right where you are, He can, if you will allow Him to, let Him take the reins. I mean, use your thinking. Use your reasoning abilities. Don't be impractical. But by faith, give Him the reins of your life and let Him begin to step you forward step by step. Wait for Him. Allow Him to help you make the right decisions. There's a verse in the Proverbs. There are many devices in a man's heart. Our hearts are full of all these schemes and plans, and you can't imagine what our heart is full of. There are many devices in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord, that will stand. The counsel of the Lord, that will stand. There came a time in the 80s where I read that verse and I began to just employ that verse with everything I did. Lord, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that, uh, maybe that, maybe this, maybe... But Lord Jesus, your counsel will stand. I have many devices in my heart. I have many plans, objectives, considerations. But Lord Jesus, your counsel will stand. Please help me. I need your counselor. I need your counsel. And Christ said that he would be counselor, mighty God. Let this great counselor who lives inside of you, let him begin to counsel you in your day today in your week this week, in the balance of this month, in the rest of this summer, in the rest of this year, once you start, you will be happy and you will be satisfied. I'll be back. This is Carter, host of Bail Talk. Tune in every Sunday from 2 to 3 to hear about crime and bail. 2 to 3 every Sunday. Don't miss it. Reasons to Own Gold, number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street pinstripe bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Hi, this is Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, Colorado. 970-616-3100. We take care of all of your home, auto, and business glass needs. Home glass repair, shower doors, mirrors, storefronts, window replacement. Come find us at 6310 West 10th Street in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, don't forget your auto glass and heavy equipment. Again, Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley. 970-616-3100. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. 
To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. Hi, this is Brett King. Win Home Inspection Services, 970-238-8333. Taking care of all of your home inspection services if you're buying, selling, or have already bought a house and need a home inspection. Your one-stop solution for all of your home inspection needs, whether you're a homeowner, a buying agent, selling agent, or a mortgage broker. Please call us. Brett King, Win Home Inspection Services, 970-238-8333. Or visit our website at johnstown.wini.com. Hey there, guys. How long have you been waiting for good, conservative quality radio? Well, you finally reached your destination at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh. All right, we're going to continue. So, you have a counselor. He will counsel you on everything that you allow him to counsel you on. Nobody's going to tell you that we're moving into, we're in, we're in the, the time of, birth pains. People don't want to tell you that. In your churches, they won't tell you that. They believe that things are going to go as they have been. Things are going to continue just like they've been for the last decade, two decades, half a century, a century. Nothing's going to change. I'm telling you, the change is already beginning. We're in the change, but sometimes when you're in the change, you can't see it. If you're deep into the forest, you don't know how big deep the forest is, how wide it is. You don't have no direction. You don't know the where the edges of the forest are. If you want to get out of the forest, uh, you don't want to maybe go north because the forest are going to go all the way. Uh, you're going to have heavy forest all the way to Alaska. You're going to go east. You may not want to go south. I've been up the Rocky Mountain chain you go north, you're going to have a lot of forest all the way to Anchorage, Alaska. <clears throat> We're in a time of transition. And Christ said that there are prophets at the end of the world that are going to be false prophets, false teachers. They're going to be false shepherds. They're going to be men who say they're apostles. To say you're an apostle, to say that you're a prophet, is really meaningless. And the men today that are in these prophetic moves and these apostolic moves, these moves are basically business models. These are the business models of the world. They take the worldly wisdom the business models of the world, and they bring this type of thinking into the Christian church, into the churches, into the Christian world. It's like the 
the religious people at the time of Christ bringing that old religion, the tradition, interfering with the true Christ was the high priest. He was the high priest. He was the captain of salvation. And here they're thinking that the scribes and or the 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 uh, Pharisees and Sadducees of the day were thinking that what we have is far superior to what Christ, this little man, could bring in. How wrong they were. He did not. He took. He moved the religious world out of the church, out out of the the kingdom of heaven, and he introduced the purity and the reality and the power of the kingdom of heaven. And this is why the Christianity, true Christianity, has reshaped the world internationally for 2,000 years. It has reshaped and made great one of the greatest nations ever in the history of the world, this country, because of Christ's influence through the scripture on the people of this land. The hardships that would come to this, this nation from the beginning, 1774, 5, 6, and on up into the time of the Civil War, the Christian people, they were praying all the time. The British were always after them, always coming, trying to cross the sea. The French at one time, the Spanish at one time. A lot of prayer. And here at the end of the world, you take a business model from the world and you incorporate that business model into the building of the kingdom of heaven. That is, that is forbidden by God. That is why this church in America, the evangelical churches, included Pentecostal churches, the charismatic churches, and to a degree, some of the messianic churches are apostate. Wrong doctrine, wrong theology, and un really no idea of eschatology. No idea that we are in the birth pains that in Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21, and Mark chapter 13, Christ in these three books talks about the tribulation. Now, in Luke chapter 21, I'm going to jump to 21 real quick. The temple's fate. This is verse 5. Let me go start in verse 1. Looking up, whenever you talk about religion, you're always going to talk about money. Chapter 21, verse 1. Looking up, Jesus saw... Well, let me back up just a second. I apologize. In Luke chapter 20, Christ goes on to talk to them about the uh, uh, husbandman. Then he says, uh, in verse 22 in Matthew, Luke 3.20, he says, Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or no? He perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you tempt me? Show me a penny. 
whose image and superscription has it, hath it? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, unto God the things which be God's. Again, going back to what I was just saying. You cannot incorporate the things, the business model of the world into the kingdom of heaven. You cannot. Christ won't allow it. Though it's happened, and what it will produce is apostasy. And he said to them, and they, they could not take hold of his words before the people. And they marveled at his answer, and they held their peace. Then came to him one of the Sadducees, which denied that there was a resurrection. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote, said, If any man's brothers die, having a wife, and he die with ch without children, that his brother should take his wife, raise up seed unto his brother. There were therefore seven brethren. The first what took a wife and died without children. The second took to her, what to, uh, took her to wife. He died childless. The third took her in this manner. The seven also, and they left no children, and he died. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of them is she? For seven had her to wife. Jesus Andrew said to them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They're trying to incorporate the things of the world into the kingdom of heaven, and Christ has to correct them. Those that will be counted worthy to obtain that, that world. It's a different world. And the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. When we die, we become like the angels. There's no marriage. We'll be eternal for eternity. There's no procreation with those who have been Christians that are dead and raised from the dead. It's done. Now the dead are raised. Even Moses showed at a bush. Now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush when he calleth the Lord, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. For he is not a God of the dead, but of the living, for all live unto him. So our God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Then a scribe came and said, Master, you have stated well. They didn't ask him any other questions. And then he said, How say they that Christ is David's son? And David himself said in the book of Psalms, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemy thy footstool. David therefore called him Lord. How is he then his son? Then in the audience of all the peoples, he said unto his disciples, Beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes, love greetings in the markets, highest seats in the synagogues, and chief rooms of, at feasts, which devour widows' houses for a new, for a show make long prayers. The same shall receive greater damnation. I say, in the churches in America today, you have these type of scribes teaching the body, the children of God, errant theology, errant doctrine, errant eschatology. They 
have made themselves great. They are a great move. They are a great company. They know the direction that God is going to take the churches when they really don't. This in a type is happening today. They have become something. They, they believe they can tell God, this is what we want. We don't care about your word. This is what we want. We don't care about theology. This is what we want. We don't care about eschatology. We say we're going to take over the cities of the world, the nations of the world for Christ. Well, that's Roman Catholic thinking. But it's in the evangelical churches. I say these people are going to put into be put into tribulation, and in tribulation they are going to be gathered like branches and burned. Men are going to gather them and put them in tribulation, the fires of tribulation, where they won't go willingly, God will use men to gather them. Is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. John chapter 15. I wanted to get to Luke 21, but maybe I should go to John chapter 15. And I'm going to show you what's going to happen to these people that are teaching these type of doctrines and they don't know what they I think I can't say they don't know what they're doing they know what they're doing but they're blind and I'm sure they'll have a problem with me it's okay they can have a problem with me all day long it doesn't matter I know what the Bible says I say that we're in the birth pains and hardships are coming now for this audience here's John Chapter 15. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he, the father, takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he, the father, purges it, afflicts it, beats it, harms it, cuts it, that it might bring forth more fruit. For those Christians that want to grow, God will afflict you. He'll allow a little discomfort. He'll allow a little pain. He'll, like, he'll allow you to be a little unsettled because this is what he does with the, the grape the grapevines. He afflicts them. He cuts them. He irritates them so they bear more fruit. I know this has been my life, but I tell you what, the best thing that ever happened to me are the restrictions that God has given me the directions I wanted to go, God said no. I wouldn't know why, but then eventually something would happen and I would understand why. Just one example. I work for a great company in western Wyoming. It's a type of, type of company it's in a mine where they make what they call arm and hammer baking soda, basically. It's called soda ash. Everybody loved these type, this type of work. Lifelong work. Great benefits, great pay. I mean, it was just double uh, time, time and a half, double over uh, double time if you worked over 12 hours. 
great job. One day, I'm just abbreviating this, I knew that the Holy Spirit was telling me to leave and that I had to give him notice. Nobody in their right mind would do that. And the families, my wife's family, my family, they're kind of questioning, well, why would he leave a job like that? He's making more money. They have a brand new home, have a brand new car, a new washer, new dryer, new sewing machine, new everything. And I don't have to drive to work. I take a bus to work. I take a bus home. I mean, it's just the top of the top. But the Holy Spirit, eventually one day I had to go tell the, the supervisor, I'm heading out. I've got to go. I've got to leave. He told me, you don't know what you're doing. You've never had a job like this. I said, I understand that, Jason. I understand. But I, I'm moving back to Colorado. I leave. And boy, the family members that are go-getters, they were not too happy about that. But a few years later, the mine shut down. So once it shut down, I was able to tell him, well, it's a good thing I listened to what God said and I left because he knew that place was going to be shut down. I did not have a future there. That's the way it's got to be with God's children. I am the vine. My father is a husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, the father takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, he afflicts it, that it bears more fruit. Now that you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you, abide in me and I in you. This is God's will, that we abide in him, that he abides in us. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. So, abiding. The purpose of the anointing is to keep us abiding in Christ and to keep Christ abiding in us. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Truly, we can't do anything without Christ. If a man abide not in me, he, it, here's where it gets sticky now. This is God's own children. This is not talking about unbelievers. This is talking about believers. Now, if a man abide not in me, some Christians don't want to, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men, and men, it doesn't say God, it says men, it is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. He's not talking about eternal fire. He's talking about tribulation in life. Tribulation. Men gather these branches together, put them in tribulation, put them in fire, in hardship, in great affliction, and are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. The principle with prayer. I've got to go to break. I'll be right back. 
Street Enviro Shapes at gmail.com. This is a veteran-owned business serving northern Colorado doing driveways, sidewalks, patios, steps, and even basic stonework and masonry. So if you're interested in getting concrete work done, call Enviro Shapes at 303-775-7926 or get a hold of him at Enviroshapes at gmail.com. Enviroshapes at gmail.com. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Reasons to own gold, number 175. Universal basic income, where the government just gives people money because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. All right, well, we're going to continue. I left off with, uh, If a man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. There are men coming for these type of men that are outside of the will of God. There are men coming that are going to gather them and put them in tribulation. That's what this prophet says. Just give it a little bit of time. You're going to watch and see what happens to these people. You cannot take the business world model and bring it into the model of what God has stated about His kingdom. No. You cannot bring in the flesh to build something spiritual. You cannot do it. It will not, it will not hold the... It will not stay the... Well, how do I phrase it? It won't, it won't stand the test of time. It won't stand. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, 
What words? If you know the scripture, God will show you his will for your life. If you have the Bible, if you've been reading the scripture, he will give you the direction. He will show you directions not to take, directions to take. If you have the word in you, he will help you to see the seasons in life and where you are in life. There was a time in life when I fortunately never did have a desire to be put in responsible positions. Someone would generally come and say, we think you should do this. And okay, I would do it. I never had that type of personality where I would think, well, I have the confidence to know that I could do this and do this and do that. No, I'm glad I never took that. Uh, I, those are the type of opportunities. I waited. I waited and I waited. I waited patiently on the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. And many times he pulled me out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and he did set my feet upon a rock and he did establish my goings. That's what he will do with you. He does it with his people. He loves his children. He loves to be everything to his children. And if his words abide in his children, he gives them all the direction that they need in life. They are happy. He is happy. They bear much fruit. He is glorified. And they protect themselves from errant directions of man. Ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. If you know God's will, and you ask, it will be done. If you know God's specific desire for you, and you ask, that prayer will be answered. And if you know God's will, there are certain prayers you will not ask for. When you pray, there are certain things you should pray for, but by under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, there are certain things you should not ask for. I have a great example, but because we're at the top of the hour, I can't. The podcast, 1360khnc.com, to the podcast section for open forum. I'm sorry, for the Olive Tree Ministry. And then P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. So we'll be back after the top of the hour. I didn't mean to jump to John 15, but it needed to happen. I'll be back in a few minutes. Bye. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Idaho Springs fires an officer who recently used a stun gun on an elderly man. 
Nicholas Henning had been on leave but is now unemployed. He's facing assault charges for a late May incident. Prosecutors say Henning and another cop were answering a call about an alleged assault. They found 75-year-old Michael Clark, whose attorney says the pair entered his apartment and tased, kicked, punched, and choked the senior citizen. He was hospitalized, suffering heart complications and a stroke. A Clear Creek County judge has ordered the department to turn over its body cam footage of the incident by the 29th of this month. I'm Jim Williams. One of Denver's biggest employers and its former CEO indicted on federal charges. DeVita, a well-known kidney dialysis company, and its ex-CEO are charged with labor market collusion, accused of conspiring with competitors to not hire certain employees away from each other. They apparently had an agreement with an out-of-state competitor from 2012 to 2017 that said they would not hire each other's senior-level employees. They're also accused of making a similar agreement with a second firm. It was a Denver federal grand jury that returned the two-count indictment. The U.S. Forest Service considers imposing an overnight camping fee in the Maroon Bell Snowmass area near Aspen. Rangers say they're seeing overnight visitors leaving more trash behind, which can ruin some of the local vegetation. They're suggesting a $12 per night fee per person. Hiking Quandary Peak near Breckenridge will soon require a parking reservation or a ride on a shuttle. Summit County is moving forward with several plans to help with overcrowding at the base of the 14,000-foot peak. County leaders are also planning to add 15 to 20 new parking spots at the trailhead, along with new signs reminding people where they can't park. County commissioners want some of those plans in place, including the shuttle system from Breckenridge, by the end of the month. I'm Ted Werbin. Imagine waking up to enjoy breakfast in the stunning Grand Lodge before heading out to Arapahoe Springs Water Park, where you and the family can splash in pools, zip down water slides, float through the lazy river, and escape to a private cabana. Then unwind with a poolside drink before heading inside to relax, wake up, and do it all over again. Enjoy your summer of more at Gaylord Rockies Resort. Visit GaylordRockies.com to book today. You protect yourself, your family, and the environment when you safely dispose of your unused or expired medications. The Colorado Household Medication Take-Back Program is available to residents and visitors for the safe disposal of medications. For the list of pharmacies or police departments providing a drop box for safe disposal of your medications, visit TakeMedSeriously.org. This message is sponsored by the Colorado Department Public Health and Environment's Medication Take-Back Program. TakeMedSeriously.org. Hi, I'm Jake. I'm your air purification expert. Call 720-434-9001. We purify the air in your homes and businesses so you can get back to a normal, happier, and healthier life than ever before. Just call 720-434-9001. Again, 720-434-9001. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. 
Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Hey folks, The Rev here. I want to introduce you to my friend Zach Frisbee, decorated combat veteran and Purple Heart recipient. His real estate service has incredible programs and can even offer a $1,500 closing cost to veterans. Zach also donates $500 to the VFW for every home he helps you buy or sell. Zach's website is foothills.life. Again, that's foothills.life. Make Zach at foothills.life your choice for all your real estate needs, real estate done right. Room gets suddenly still, and when you'd almost bet you could hear yourself sweat, he walks in. Okay, all right. All righty. Tell you what, I've been to these type of revivals, and they are wonderful, many of them. Okay, so this is the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. If you weren't able to join me in the first two hours, you can get the ta- the two hours on podcast, 1360khnc.com, to the podcast section, and to the Olive Tree program for today. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And also, uh, Rick at khnc.net. Rick at khnc.net. I have gone to Luke 21. I've been heading that direction, but I had to take a little detour into John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches, my father is the husbandman. And I talked about how God will afflict us, allow hardships into our lives so that we will mature and bear much fruit. And for those that do not bear fruit, these branches 
according to John 15, the branches will be cut off, gathered by men, and thrown into the fires of tribulation. God has a way to punish, has a way to punish the unfaithful men in responsible positions in his kingdom. Also, in his kingdom, there are men who have not been, they are wolves, they are not even born again. And the sheep, because they have no discernment, sit under men who are actually devil worshippers, Satanists, that have infiltrated the church. Don't think it doesn't happen. It has happened throughout all time. And uh, there are men in this apostolic movement here in this country that are not even born again. And they're very powerful, very high in the apostolic movement. And these men who say that they are apostles, they don't even realize they're bumping elbows with someone who will not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Because one thing Satanists will not do they will not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh because it means that they are acknowledging the punishment that is going to come to them through Jesus Christ. People that are not born again, many of them will not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Matthew 21, I'm sorry, Luke 21. Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, Luke 21, talk about the tribulation to come. Luke puts it in a different, little bit different perspective. Luke does not talk about the Antichrist that will come. Matthew and Mark does talk about Antichrist standing in a temple and declaring himself to be God. The temple will exist as a temple at the end of the world so that Antichrist can fulfill that prophecy. But in the Gospel of Luke, it doesn't talk about Antichrist in the temple. What it says about the temple is that Christ is going to tear it down. And this was a prophecy that Christ was giving the disciples about the temple at that time being destroyed the stones being brought to the ground. And it happened in A.D. 70, about 30, 35 years later, somewhere in that vicinity. And Jesus begins by, in Luke 21, talking about the, the uh, hypocrisy of the scribes and Pharisees concerning money. Here's what it says. Looking up, Jesus saw rich people throwing their gifts into a collection box for the temple treasury. He saw, also saw a poor widow throw in two small copper coins worth a penny. He said, I assure you, this poor widow has put in more than all of you. All of them are giving out of their spare change, but she, from her hopeless poverty, has given everything she had to live on. So immediately Christ begins to 
expose their hypocrisy. Then he talks about the temple's fate. Verse 5, some people were talking about the temple, how it was decorated with beautiful stones and ornaments dedicated to God. And Jesus said, now, in this verse, men, we have, or, or mankind, we look at the outward, we look what is, at what's pleasing, we look at the big buildings in these major cities, we look at the big ships in the ocean, we look at, we're captured by these magnificent things. And they're captured by the temple. It's decorated with beautiful stones, ornamented ornaments dedicated to God. There's a religious end. It's a beautiful sight. It's a religious sight. And Christ says, as for these things that you are admiring, the time is coming when not even one stone will be left upon another. All will be demolished. Now here he's not talking about the destruction of his body like he did in Mark and Matthew, chapter 13 of Mark, 24 of Matthew. He's not talking about himself dying and being raised from the dead. He's talking specifically about the physical temple. They asked him, Teacher, when will these things happen? What sign will show that these things are about to happen? He said, watch out that you're not deceived. Many will come in my name saying, I am the one, and it's time. Don't follow them. In other words, at that time, many were going to come declaring themselves to be Christ. Don't listen to them. Don't follow them. Now he jumps out about... Right here, he's going to actually jump to the end of the world. He's talking about the time they're in, but now in verse 9 he jumps to the end of the world, like Mark and Matthew. When you hear of wars and rebellions, don't be alarmed. These things will happen first, but the end won't happen immediately. Then Jesus said to them, nations will fight and kingdoms will fight against each other. There will be great earthquakes with wide-scale food shortages and epidemics. They will also be, there will be terrifying sights and great signs in the sky. He's talking about our time today. But before this occurs, they will take you into custody, harass you because of your faith. They will hand you over to the synagogues, to the prisons. You will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. They will provide you with an, this will provide you with an opportunity to testify. Make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. I will give you your words and wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to counter or contradict. So, he is telling them that he's going to give them wisdom and nobody's going to be able to object. Well, in the chapter I just read from, chapter Luke 20, in there, they tried to trick him with the resurrection. They tried to trick him also with the matter of Render to Caesar what is Caesar's, unto God what is God's. He is explaining to them, you just saw what I stated to the scribes and these people. You saw how I had wisdom to answer them. And eventually they decided, I gave them a riddle about David. They had nothing to say. They didn't ask me anything more. I'm going to give you that kind of wisdom. 
I just gave you an example. I was the example on how I answered. You, I will give you the wisdom. You will answer. You will betrayed, be betrayed by your parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends. They will execute some, some of you. We're in that time now where because of the COVID and because of the vaccinations, now there has been division in families like never before. Divisions with brothers and sisters, relatives, with friends, parents. He says you're going to be betrayed. He's telling you the truth. Don't be dismayed. Don't be dismayed. He told you what will happen. All these things are to keep you trusting Him. Everyone will hate you because of my name. Still, not a hair on your heads will be lost. By holding fast, you will gain your lives. Now, He says, now He jumps back to their time. He moves from the future back to that time. He's now going to discuss again the temple that is going to be destroyed. Verse 20. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that its destruction is close at hand. And it's kind of a two-edged sword. At the time, those in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those in the city must escape. Those in the countryside must not enter the city. These are the days of punishment when everything written will find its fulfillment. Now, that did take place at that time. A.D. 70 came. The Christian churches, the people, had now been scattered into uh, Southeast Europe, to uh, Turkey. They had gone east toward the Orient, into India. They'd gone south into Africa. But there were many Jewish people that remained in Jerusalem, and they were they died. Now he says, also, and this is two-edged sword, how terrible it will be at that time for women who are pregnant or for women who are nursing their children. There will be great agony on the earth and angry judgment on this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken away as captives among all the nations. Jerusalem will be plundered by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are concluded. So he's talking about A.D. 70. There will, then he jumps ahead now to our present time. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. On the earth there will be dismay among nations in their confusion over the roaring of the sea and surging waves. Tsunamis. High water levels. The planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken, causing people to faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. This matter of faint also has another meaning. Yes, they'll die from fear, but I think also there's an implication that many will probably commit suicide. They will, they will see the, the, son, the Son of Man coming on the cloud with power and great splendor. When these things begin to happen, stand up straight, raise your heads, your redemption is near. The lesson from the fig tree in chapter verse 29. 
Luke 21, 29. This lesson here in this fig tree, this is talking about the final generation. That final generation began in, a, in, in 1950, I'm sorry, 1948 on, on May the 15th, when Israel became a nation. This prophecy was fulfilled May 15, 1948. This generation, many that were born at that time, are still to this day living. Meaning that whole group, from that time, when Israel becomes a nation, the fig tree comes alive, it begins to bear fruit to the Messiah's return. That's what this is talking about. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you see for yourselves and you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that God's kingdom is near. This is the key. God's kingdom is near. We have been in the kingdom of heaven for 2,000 years. But now, Christ is talking about the millennial kingdom. So from the time of May the 15th, 1948, to the millennial kingdom, that generation is the final generation. King David in, was it Psalms 25.6? David said there is a generation, there will be only one generation, and David is talking about the final generation. He wasn't talking about the generation when Messiah would come. He was not talking about the time in the near future when the temple would be rebuilt, it would torn down and rebuilt. He's talking about, in Psalm, I think it's 25, verse 6, there will be a generation that seeks thy face, O God of Jacob. One generation. That generation has not existed until our time. That generation began again May 15, 1948 when Israel became a nation. When she became a nation, the fig tree blossomed. It was, in, it was dormant for 2,000 years roughly. Now it's alive. Children of Israel back in the land. People from all of the 12 tribes of Israel are there. And from the 13th tribe of Dan are also there. Dan will not go into the Millennial Kingdom. The other 12, the other 12 tribes will. Then, the Kingdom. You know that God's Kingdom is near. We are in the time when God's kingdom is near. And now, where we sit here in 2021, the kingdom is very near. Now, we are in the birth pains that precede the tribulation. The tribulation is seven years. Each year being, uh, each month being 30 days. And each year being uh 1,260 days. Jeez, I don't remember. Let me think about that. I got my mind on I got my mind on staying focused here. 
So 30 day, 30 day months, and then two halves of the tribulation, three and a half years, and three and a half years, and then a 75 day period of time after those seven years are finished. We can't get into that right now. But after the tribulation is over, then things are going to happen, but not before. As far as judgments, great judgments on the earth. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until everything has happened. All the prophecies are fulfilled. China goes to Armageddon. America is destroyed. Antichrist comes on the scene, signs an agreement with Israel. The tribulation begins. He breaks the covenant with Israel in the middle of the seven-year period. He becomes the beast, the mark, mark of the beast system, and the uh, number, receiving the number of his name. That begins the cashless society, the uh, great apostasy, we have been in the great apostasy, which really started in the mid-70s and really just decade to decade has just increased. We are in great apostasy now. No vision of the future. No understanding of the eschatology and the events that lead up to the seven-year period of time. Israel is still, I'm saying, going to go to war with Jordan with Damascus and Syria, with the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip, with the, uh, eventually, after that, with Iran and Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine and Russia are in the midst right now of rejoining. Russia just declared, the Ukraine belongs to us. We are Ukraine. Ukraine is part of Russia. America helped... Ukraine split from Russia, but now America is leaving Ukraine alone, and Ukraine is going to once again say, well, we've been betrayed by America, so we're going to rejoin with Russia, because Russia is going to go down to Israel, and so many anti-Semitic people in the Ukraine, neo-Nazi, white supremacist type, Antifa type people that hate Israel, they're rejoining, and they're coming down. All these prophecies I assure you that this generation, verse 32, will not pass away until everything has happened. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. Take care that your hearts aren't dulled by drinking parties, by drunkenness, by the anxieties of the day-to-day -day life. Don't let that day fall upon you unexpectedly. I'm going to read that one to you again. Take care, in other words, the world, the things of the world. Take care that your hearts aren't dulled by drinking parties, drunkenness, the anxieties of day-to-day -day life. Day-to-day -day life can be complicated in this country and is going to become more complicated with the shutdowns that are coming. Don't let that day fall upon you unexpectedly. So in other words, you see it, begin to prepare and make plans for that future. Like a trap, it will come upon everyone who lives on the face of the whole earth. 
Remember, Jesus said, just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. All of a sudden, one day, Noah goes into the ark, the doors are shut, and it starts raining. It's going to start raining, and that rain was a type of great, dark, demonic judgment God is going to allow. These were judgments from God's heaven to judge the earth at that time. In this time, at the, in the exact same way, there God is going to allow the judgments upon evil, wicked men to, to once again begin and the whole earth is going to be deceived and caught in a trap. And they, it will be too late. There are those that are ordained to eternal life. Not everybody is ordained to eternal life. But there are those that have been ordained from the foundation of the world to be born again, to be part of the end of the world, great body of Christ, the great church that is centered in apostasy. There will be those who are not apostate. The apostates will persecute us. Stay alert at all times, praying that you are strong enough to escape everything that is about to happen to stand before the Son of Man. This is very important. If the Lord Jesus stated, pray that you are strong, that you are strong enough to escape everything that is about to happen. If he states that, you need to pray that. Pray that you may be counted worthy. Pray that you may be counted worthy. This is important. You may not be worthy right now. Maybe you are worthy. Either way, you need to pray that you may be counted worthy to escape the things that are coming upon the earth. They're going to come and to stand before Christ at his judgment seat. So we'll be back. We're going to finish out in just a few minutes. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hi, this is Brett King, glass doctor of Greeley, Colorado. 970-616-3100. We take care of all of your home, auto, and business glass needs. Home glass repair, shower doors, mirrors, storefronts, window replacement. Come find us at 6310 West 10th Street in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, don't forget your auto glass and heavy equipment. Again, Brett King, Glass Doctor of Greeley, 970-616-3100. Why does it seem America is slowly sinking? Whose fault is it? It's not the Obamas or the Clintons. 
It's not Republicans or Democrats. It's not corporations, the military, or foreign countries. It's the Federal Reserve, a central banking system made up of private bankers that corrupt and control virtually all aspects of the world's money supply and the economy. All of the major problems of the world can be traced to the Federal Reserve and central banks of other countries. Hi, I'm Jason with the Colorado Front Range News Hour. Catch my show with co-host Brian here on KHNC, 3 to 4, Monday through Friday. We sell gold and silver, the best way to protect your hard-earned money. Call 800-951-0592 and keep those blood-sucking bankers out of your wallet. Did the insurance company divorce your mountain house? Then call Affordable Tree Service North at 970-568-6898. We have over 50 years combined experience in fire mitigation. Let us climb, cut, trim, haul your worries away. We know brokers who specialize in mountain property, and we don't hire no snowflakes. Oh, God, God, I'm Hey, you're not in this commercial. Again, call Affordable Tree Service at 970-568-6898. That's 568-6898. Hi, folks. This is Terry V. Tune in every Saturday at 2 p.m. to my new show, Terry's Views of the News. The show is about current politics. It's a hard-hitting, truth-seeking, conservative view show. So tune in on Saturday at 2 p.m. You'll be glad you did. Oh, happy Happy 
Every day is a happy day. Every day is a happy day. So, like Christ says at the end of chapter 21, pray that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that are coming upon the earth. If He asks us to pray, then we need to pray. We cannot stop the things that are coming on the earth. They're going to come. They cannot be stopped. The prophetic word, you cannot stop it. It will come. In Isaiah chapter 46, if I can find it, well, I don't have it right in front of me, but Isaiah 46, the Lord said that, uh, Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Saying, I will do all my pleasure. I will call a ravenous bird from the east and the man who ex executes my will from a far country. I have spoken it. I will do it. I have purposed it. It will come to pass. The scriptures and the prophetic word will come to pass. We will not stop it. It cannot be stopped. We can, it cannot be changed. The evil in the earth has begun to mature, is maturing. At the same time, the wheat fields will mature. The grapes will also mature. And God will take the wheat into his barn and the grapes, the wicked children of the devil in the earth, he will take them to the winepress. The societies of the world have to mature. This is the principle with God. The body of Christ, there will be maturity within the body of Christ. But many within the body of Christ will not mature. The parable of the virgins, five wise, five foolish. The five foolish didn't buy oil for their lamps. Now these are believers. The wise did, and the bridegroom comes, and the night comes, the time for the wedding, and the bridegroom calls. They that had oil in their lamps went out to meet the bridegroom. They that didn't have oil in their lamps Ask the virgins that had oil, give us some of your wine or give us some of your oil. And they said, no, lest there not be enough for us and you. Some of God's children will go, they will have no lamp in their vessels when it's time to meet the bridegroom. We don't want to be those people. We want to have oil in our lamps. So, in Isaiah chapter 28, this is a chapter, and it is a double-edged sword. 
it is a chapter that talks about the time when Antichrist will sign a covenant with the children of Israel. And it's called the Treaty of Death and Hell. Many Christians don't know that, but the name of that treaty, that covenant, actually has a name. It is called, in verse 15, it's called the covenant with death and with Sheol. It also uh, calls it an, over, it's an overflowing scourge. In Daniel chapter 9, it's called a covenant, an agreement. Presently, Israel is going to have her coming victories in the Middle East. With those victories, those great victories, Israel will know, many in Israel will know of their God. Their God will reveal Himself to them. But in spite of that, they will become even more apostate than they are presently. And with the body of Christ right now, there is a beginning to be an awareness of the tribulation that's coming. And in spite of that, many of God's children will still not have the strength within to prepare for that hardship to come. They won't know how to. They won't know what to prepare for. The main thing, I would say, yes, we can prepare on a natu in a natural way, you know, with uh, prepping. This station is about prepping. That is important. But the spiritual preparations are what is vital. With this song, Oh Happy Day, the three points they emphasize Teach you, he teach you how to, to uh, watch, to fight, and pray. To watch, fight, and pray. And here in Matthew, I'm sorry, in Luke 20 and 21, there is that thought at the end of Luke 21. Watch. Don't be deceived. Then pray. Pray that you may be counted worthy to escape the things that are coming on the earth. In the prophetic world, God will send people to those who are seeking Him that don't have vision. And this is one thing about God. God is the one who dispenses vis vision. But with many of the people that are in these prophetic moves throughout this country, one thing they, they don't have, and God is not giving it to them, is they don't have vision for the time that we're in. Many of these people, the spirit within these new reform movements, the apostolic prophetic movement, is these people, their 
objective is to see the power of God, to experience the power of God, to perform the miracles that Christ said we would perform at the end of the world. That's their focus. That focus is very narrow. It's very narrow. The focus cannot be the gifts and the miracles and the signs. Those things, yes, we do need them. But the focus has to be a foundation that God's children have to have. I emphasize this and I will continue to emphasize these three points, these three matters, and a fourth. The emphasis has to be on solid doctrine. Has to be on eschatology. It has to be on theology. This has to be the foundation of God's children. It has always been the foundation, and nothing has changed. It is God's way. From ancient times, God has declared the end from the beginning, from ancient times, things that are not yet done. He has not changed. Christ, in His, the, the uh, Gospels, everything He's saying can be broken down into, well, history of Israel, that would be the fourth, Theology, he came to expound and bring mankind knowledge of his Father. Doctrine, he came to expound on the teachings of Moses, on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the kingdom of heaven, on his eternal plan, on the understanding and knowledge of the other world. He also, in these three chapters, Mark 13, Luke 21, Matthew 24, eschatology. Then he returns at the end of John the Apostle's life. And remember he told the disciples that verily I say to you that not all of you will die do you see the coming till do you see my coming well they all wondered who that was going to be it was the the apostle john he was still alive when christ returned to give him the most vital vision to the body of christ the book of revelation at the end of his life he was on the isle of patmos so he would not be distracted. So that the angel, that Christ could speak to him and tell him about the intricacies of everything that would happen at the end of the world. 90% of, of the book of Revelation is for right now. The Many of the prophecies are being fulfilled right now. I have talked to this audience about the great riddle of the seven kings in Revelation chapter 17 verse 10. The seventh king being Donald J. Trump. The sixth king being Barack Obama. The eighth king that follows Donald Trump. Donald Trump presently, according to the scripture, 
is still the president of this country. He never conceded. It is now being found out that the election results were fraudulent. So legally speaking, according to the laws of Moses, Donald Trump legally and biblically is still the president of this country. His time as president will end when the eighth king resumes power openly. The eighth king has already resumed power in this void. Number six has already resumed power. Barack Obama. That's what this prophet says. You don't have to believe me. We'll give it some time. We will see. The riddle of the seven presidents of the United States of America. Eight, eight, there are eight positions, eight administrations, but only seven kings or presidents. That has been fulfilled. The great prophecy of, I would like to do a complete prophecy of First Kings chapter 8, when Solomon dedicated the temple. That dedication is one of the greatest prophecies to Israel in the Bible. That whole, almost that whole chapter was a prophetic word to the children of Israel from the time of the dedication. King Solomon goes back to the time of the Exodus. He gives the history of the children of Israel to the dedication all the way forward through, I believe, the time when they were in Germany, when they were being persecuted in Germany, when they became a nation once again, all the way to the present time now when they're going to go into these wars at the end of their, uh, the end of this age before their Messiah returns. And in that prophecy, King Solomon does not mention their Messiah. The Messiah isn't even mentioned. Why? Because they don't see him. He is, God said, Paul said, that the children of Israel would be blinded. They do not, they do not see him. This is a prophecy for Israel. It has not a prophecy for the Christian Jewish people in the body of Christ. It is only for Israel as a nation. Talks about the wars. Talks about their leaving the land, returning, going, leaving the land. It talks about their praying to the, toward the temple. They're commanded to pray toward the temple. When you pray to the temple, you pray. God will hear your prayers. He will restore you to your land. He will, he will deliver you from your famines, from your drought. But they do not see Messiah. It's a great, great prophecy about the children of Israel. I should take time to do that. But uh, I, I'm encapsulating it for you so that you know. It is one of the great prophecies in the Scripture only directed to the children of Israel, to the twelve sons of Jacob. First Kings. It was, yes, and it was the dedication to the temple and the importance of the temple through Israel's history. 
We're going to go to break. We're going to finish out. Hang on. We'll be back in about three minutes. In 1964, a 10-cent dime bought you 10 cents worth of stuff. Today, we sell this silver dime for well over $2. This silver dime will buy you the same amount as it did in 1964, and it will buy you the same amount in 2030, 2040, and well beyond. Call 800-951-0592. The Patriot Trading Group, your gold and silver experts. 800-951-0592. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. This is an ad for DevProtection.com. The creation of the cell phone has been an incredible technological advancement with many conveniences, but at the same time has become the largest tracking device the world has ever seen and destroys any privacies you think you may have. At any one time, multiple government agencies can be listening to your cell phone calls and or intercepting your texts and emails. Because of this invasion of privacy, Defense Enabling Assistance Framework created DEF Protection that keeps your personal and digital cell phone information protected. To learn more, visit them at DEFProtection.com. That's DEFProtection.com. Make sure your calls, texts, and emails are protected at all times during transmission. I'm Dr. Anita Chandra with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Choosing high quality childcare is an important decision. Here are a few things to look for. Positive relationships between teachers and children, time for children to play, clear health and safety policies, and good ways to keep you informed of your child's day. Finally, make sure you visit where your child will spend their day and meet all of the staff. For checklists to help make your decision, visit healthychildren.org. In the USSR. Socialism, like the ancient ideas from which it springs, confuses the distinction between government and society. As a result, every time we object to a thing being done by government, the socialists conclude we object to it being done at all. We disapprove of state education, and the socialists say we are opposed to any education. Socialism. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. All right, we're at the end of the program. Join me on uh, the uh, open forum on Thursday from 11 to 1, and then on Saturdays from 12.30 to 1, a little segment, and then again next Sunday from 8 until 11. And I think next week I do have a guest coming on. And we'll, we'll know then. I'll know during the week, and you'll find out at the end of the week. Or you'll find out on Sunday. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. And then rick at khnc.net is the email here at the station. 
And then the uh, contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, to abbreviate it, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. At this time, more than ever before, God is speaking to the heavens and the earth. He's speaking to his people more clearly than ever before. I can prove that. I'm going to probably, uh, if I don't have the guest on next week, I'm going to go to the double-edged sword, Isaiah chapter 28, which talks about the treaty with death and hell, a treaty that Israel will, will sign. And once they sign this treaty, it brings judgment, not just on Israel, but it brings judgments upon the whole world. But Israel is the nation that has to sign it. And then the judgment on the nations will begin. And uh, also in that treaty, or in that chapter 28, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Many of the Pentecostals see this in a completely wrong view. God is saying, I speak, I speak, I speak, but you don't listen, you don't listen, you don't listen. But I speak, and I speak, and I speak. I call, I call, I call. But you don't hear what I have to say. Mock me, I will mock you. I am going to do something that is going to be so shocking that it will not, it will be unbelievable. And what he is saying there, I'm condensing it, is I am going to do something. My act, my strange act, I am going to destroy my people. Two peoples. He's going to destroy and punish Israel like never before, the apostate nation of Israel, and those that will not listen to him. And also within the Christian community internationally, he is going to punish his Christian children because he is speaking, but they refuse to listen. So he will do his act, his strange act. Christ in, chapter, in, in Luke 21, he said, all these things are coming upon the earth. You can't stop them. Pray that you may be counted worthy to escape the things that are coming upon the earth. God bless you. God bless you, your children, your families, everyone that you love. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Rick Rodriguez. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.